with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. Uh, great day thus far. How about yourself there in the beautiful, sunny state of Florida? Well, it is exactly that. You know, this time of year is obviously starting to heat up and uh, I'm having a great time. You know, I'm, I'm taking the boys more and more to the beach, having some uh, reflection and, you know, I'm close to launching the book. So, you know, there's a lot of anxiety as well, you know, with that. And, and it just inherently comes because I'm human like everybody else. And we have things that go through our brains. Um, is it going to do well? Is it going to get out there? But, you know, you start to relax a little bit. I do a lot of meditating around this time when things are going on. And I calm the brain down and I have some, uh, some reflection on, you know, why I did this in the first place. And that gives me grounded. And when I'm grounded, that's when, you know, I think the genius comes out and, and I'll, I'll be able to be okay. And, you know, I'm really excited about the book. You know, I'm, I'm obviously teaching people to take a simple journal and turn it into success. And I think that it's, you know, maybe somewhat of a lost art. Um, but I intend to, uh, you know, make a, a dent, if you want, in, uh, in people's lives and, 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 and shift that needle in the right direction. So I'm excited. How about you, Alan? What's going on in Portland? I'm excited for you, too. Well, the weather's about as nice as it is there, which uh, I like. And uh, it's kind of a new change. Usually it's uh, rainy and dreary, as most people on the East Coast think about uh, think about the West Coast. But uh, we're having a good day. I'm also excited about your book, but I'm also excited, too, about not only the guests we have on today, but uh, some new things that uh, the listeners have heard just on the intro to our podcast. Yeah, that's... Uh, we're doing some rebranding and some uh, some upgrading and some new partnering. So we're excited about what's happening there. For sure. So we're launching the new podcast with launching your book and a few other great things that are coming down the pike for the listeners and for our audience. So we're excited about that as well. Absolutely. And uh, very excited about that. In fact, uh, we we're talking just briefly, uh, and I'll let you do the great pleasure of introducing our guest today. And she's She's inspiring. There's no doubt about it. And, and, you know, I had a chance to dig in and look at the things she's done. Um, but most importantly, one of the things that I, I think um, everybody can use, and certainly uh, you and I, Alan, and, and, and stuff that we're working on is that productivity zone. And she just launched a book, well, about a year ago, and she's a best-selling author. And uh, I can't wait to just learn a lot about um, our guest today. But uh, I know she's, she's definitely inspiring. She has a great video. She's connected with some really great companies. And uh, she's going to teach today a few things. Um, and I'll leave it for her to you know, talk about that in a minute. But Alan, why don't we just uh, get into introducing our wonderful guest, because uh, I'm very excited about the topic today. 
I am as well. Thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, we have a great guest in the house today, Penny Zenker. Penny is a uh, personal productivity expert. Now, I think everybody's going to be able to learn from that. She has quite a, a wide variety of uh, expertise. Um, you know, she started uh, business coaching. She's done international speaking. She's a trainer, a best-selling author, as you mentioned, with uh, her new book, The Productivity Zone. Uh, but she's really passionate about fulfilling and uh, reducing stress to people and really understanding what it is to communicate effectively and to think strategically. Now, she's worked uh, with the likes of uh, Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes and their company. She's built a, a multi-million dollar business with, uh, uh, in technology. She's had uh, quite the extensive background in what we're going to be talking about today. And she's, gonna, she's not only going to talk about her book, but she's going to talk about uh, the three parts of focus. You know, and what we try to do in this show is we try to give some general information, some good education, but also give a lesson. And the lesson today she's going to be talking about is the three parts of focus. So with that being said, Penny, welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast show. Hi, guys. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. Well, we're very excited. Um, and I love the enthusiasm. And, you know, it's always nice to be connected with people that bring that energy. And Penny, you have no lack of energy. Um, <laughs> I've heard know. that before. <laughs> so Penny, you know, fill in the gaps for what we weren't able to do, uh, just on your background, you know, things that get you excited about life and, um, you know, love to hear about that. Okay, well, uh, let's see. What would be interesting for people to know is uh, I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people where I can, I can feel the pain that everybody's going through, entrepreneurs who are listening, because I started my own technology business back in 96, and I built it up from a, you know, just me to a multi-million dollar business, and I sold it to a public company. So I really know what it is firsthand to wear all those hats and juggle everything, and, uh, and that's what really then brought me into, because I love building businesses, and, and that's what got me into coaching, was because uh, I just, uh, I, I just love doing it. It's, it's almost like it's just, it's just fun for me. So <laughs> we should all be doing what we love, right? Absolutely. And, and I love that, that you said juggling everything. You know, I was just at a meeting and the gentleman sent, you know, passed over his card. You know, most people in meetings, you know, exchange cards. And I read his title and I'm like, Master Juggler. <laughs> and uh, how true, and you just mentioned it today, so there's got to be something around that, that, you know, you're right. You know, building companies, and uh, I went through a similar experience. I sold my company back in 2009, um, and then, you know, in, in, in very different circumstance, but I bought myself a job for a little while and, you know, really quickly learned that I wanted to be out of that. But, you know, the point being is we have to juggle a lot of things, getting things started. And, and, you know, I love to, uh, to dive in, um, you know, a little bit on that. And, and what was the technology, uh, uh, company that you, you created? What were you doing? I was creating uh, application development, so applications that uh, that linked up different types of systems. So it was a an, an integrator tool, and then uh, and then it blew up into when the internet craze. We started to do you know HTML and Java programming and things like that. Cool, cool. Yeah, a lot of things that are way off my you know radar, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have people that are smart like you, and um, we can you know certainly get all those answers. Now, we, uh, we've changed things up, and, you know, uh, for all the listeners out there, you know, by the way, thank you so much for staying tuned and staying in 
uh, with uh, with what our growth has been because you know without you the listeners uh, this show really wouldn't be anything except a few people talking and that's really what we're excited about is you know the new format what we're working on and how we can bring great content and you know I'm really excited about the content we're starting with especially with Penny because of what she's going to be able to deliver as she said and the things that um, you know are going to be pertinent and important to your growth whether you're an intrapreneur or an entrepreneur and you're doing things, uh, you know, to, to move the needle in your business. And, and I'm really excited about that. Um, Alan, you have anything to add there? Because I see your bewildered face and I just want to make sure that we cover uh, <laughs> any thoughts that are going through that smoke and brain. Smoke and brain. Wow. A lot of people have said a lot of things about me. Smoke and brain hasn't been one of them, but I will gladly accept that title. I very much appreciate that. No, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm reading uh, all the information about Penny and I'm, I'm excited to get, to get right into what, she's t- what, what her expertise is. And Chris, I appreciate your, uh, your overview of what's going on, but I think we just need to let uh, Penny talk about, about focus and Focus is a huge piece of any entrepreneurs, and like you said, Chris, we have an awful lot of people on the line or on, on listening to our show that are young entrepreneurs that may be uh, rebirthed entrepreneurs and people that are making a transition from being uh, an employee to an entrepreneur, and focus is the big key. So I, I guess with that said, Penny, tell us some of your wisdom about uh, about focus. Yeah, and just before you do that, Penny, and, and, and I appreciate that, audience, Get your journals out because this is when the golden nuggets happen. This is when the epiphanies, you know, start to show up. Thoughts, opportunities, and uh, truly uh, writing them down is going to really shift the needle for you guys. So anyway, Penny, let's take us away. Awesome. Well, the first thing I want to – I wasn't going to talk around this point, but you mentioned, you know, I'm not in a lack of energy, right? You mentioned the fact (laughs) of energy. Well, that's that's the core principle that I really teach throughout – uh, my book and in everything that I do is that everything is about energy. Now I realize Einstein said it before me, so I'm really not that new on this, <laughs> but it's really how we manage our energy. And if you think about it in terms of focus, it makes a lot of sense, right? And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but everything that we do, our experience is guided by the energy that we bring it because we all have 24 hours a day, right? You've heard that whole Indeed. thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, have you guys ever had a day where you just felt like, wow, I am on it. I've got so much done. I feel awesome. That was yesterday for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> now, the question is, what percentage of your time do you have those days? <laughs> well, to be honest, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not always there. Few and far between, right? right. Yeah. And the same 24 hours or the same working hours that we have, we also have days where we feel like it's like death by a thousand paper cuts and we just want to like pull our hair and eyeballs out, right? There's no doubt. True. And those days, unfortunately, seem to be more prevalent. Same number of hours. So we really have to shift our, let's, our, our focus away from the time aspect because it's not about time. It's not even about what we do with our time. It's really about how we show up for that time. And it's something that we can shift in the moment. And that's the cool thing about it is that, you know, it, uh, I used to follow and I, I still do a lot of principles around um, Stephen Covey and his book, First Things First. He talked about the generations of time management and he talked about task lists and uh, planners. And those things are, are really valuable elements that are part of of one's productivity, but they don't, they're not the really gist of it, right? They're, they're tools and they're an important part. And then he talked about values, right? That's the new key. And, and the thing is, is that if I really looked at it, 
you know, I violate my values on a regular basis. Right. And, and I think we could all admit, and everybody, you know, in my workshops are like, yeah, okay, I guess I do. You know, I value health, but I reach for that Snickers when I'm about to chew my arm off. Um, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, right? Um, you know, I, I, I sacrifice some time with my family that I'd rather be with my family, but I've got something at work that I have to achieve. So we do that. So I'm like, you know, that's not what it is. What is it that really moves the needle and changes things on a day-to-day -day basis and it's how we manage our energy. So if, if people are writing something down, if you could just shift, imagine how different your perspective would be and how you would live your life if you were more focused on how you showed up for the time that you had versus what you were doing with that time. I'm not saying that that's not important, but start with the how you're showing up. That's a very interesting point. It's you know, how you're managing your energy, not your time. I mean, that's, that's just a complete mindset change. Mm -hmm. Same sort of subject, but, you know, during that moment, um, you, you really gave me uh, some really good ideas that came to my mind uh, just by, you know, again, making me uh, or helping me focus uh, and keyword for today, focus uh, <laughs> that, that, that thought process and, and, you know, pretty much any thought is an energy um, anyway. So that's right. Uh, it all comes down to that. Thank you. That, that's awesome. Alan, do you have a, any uh, epiphanies that hit you and that smoke and brain? Yeah. Focus on how you show up. Um, yeah. I, it's resonating because I think in a lot of our uh, experiences, it's always been about tangible uh, productivity and tangible documentation and tangible ways to be able to validate and say, hey, this is what I've done today. See my, see my book, you know, of, uh, of what I'm accomplishing. And it's really not about that. Penny, I love the fact that you said this because it really is about how you are presented during the day, how you're presenting with these topics and with these people and with these uh, associations, it's not about the tasks. It's no, about the tangible, you. Yeah, maybe just to add something, you just triggered something for me there, which is awesome. The tangible is a byproduct. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The tangible is a byproduct to validate where you're at and who you are and, and what you're delivering and how you're delivering that. That's right. And I, th I don't think that's talked about enough. I think I agree. they sit and they and they go, here's what you need to do, the 17 things you need to do. Thank you very much, Val. This is my wisdom. I'm off now. Go apply in your business and I hope you have a great time. It's not about that. That's right. that, that that's the that's the, the the second half of the story. That's right. It's the second half of the story. I'll put it if you give me oh, the 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 ten things or the seventeen things, you know, that I, I need to do, it'll go on my shelf with all those other things that I'm not doing that I know that I should do, right? right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Penny, I think that that focus on how you show up is a is a huge key. Uh tell I want to dive into that a little bit. Tell us how you show up for a client. How you show up for a meeting? How you show up for an event? What's the preparation? What you know the recipe for the preparation? If if I can use that term? Yeah, sure. Well, actually, before I do that, I want to also say that Google. I just saw a study that Google did about team functionings and high performance teams, and they actually were able to, after a four year study, and it took them a really long time to figure out what those components were because it wasn't about who was on the team. Right, they were trying to figure out to some constellation. It was how the team interacted. It Active. was energy, right? So I just want to make that point that it's not just about each of us as an individual, but this is this is what makes a great culture. Is that it's about the energy of the culture and how people show up together and interact together. 
Perfect, perfect. Great segue. Thank you so much for saying that. And I'm glad the fact that Google spent some money to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of studies on productivity. They actually. do, they do. Yeah, they are they are forefront leaders. Yeah, and you, you talked about something that I think um, if if we were to go back to the forefather of uh, you know what you're talking about, the mastermind, you know, and harmonious um, uh, endeavors with you know the outcome of the you know same goal, and you know Napoleon Hill talked about this in the early 1900s, and it's funny that it's taken us another hundred years to start really. Um, you know, rallying behind that. Now, I know there's been, you know, Jim Rohn, uh, you know, was uh, Zig Ziglar, and, you know, they tapped into this stuff really early. Brian Tracy, you know, all these uh, wonderful, you know, mentors, if you want to call them, for us as we're, you know, uh, penetrating this um, coaching and, and you know, t- taking our knowledge now as, as business owners. So it, um, I just wanted to make that point on the energy piece. You know, keep going here, uh, Penny, because I, I think you're tapping on, on something, you know, very important for the listeners. Yeah, Absolutely. what's the recipe? Uh, so I'll give you the recipe. And I also <laughs> want to note that I, uh, I worked with uh, Tony Robbins' clients. I was a, a Tony Robbins coach for a number of years. And so he's a big inspiration to, to all the content that I've uh, created, him and, uh, and Steve Linder. Right. But so what's the recipe? So when we look at focus, there are three parts to focus. And so, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's it's about attention and it's it is about attention. But if it's only the attention, you can still put your attention in the wrong place. You can be super focused mm-hmm. on the wrong thing. Thank you. And Thank then, you. you know, you might as well take two step backwards, you know, as opposed to uh, as opposed to going forward. So. It's important that we have a balance. I say in order to be laser focused, you need to, to show up in the moment with a balance of three things. Attention is one of those things, but another one of those things is your mental focus, right? It's where's your mental focus? Because you can, you can derail or self-sabotage based on, you know, you, you said earlier, Chris, that it's about uh, a thought is energy. So when you have negative thoughts like, oh, you know, I'm dreading this or... I'm not any good at this or whatever it is that you might be saying to yourself, right? That's where, uh, that's where instead of our attention in the moment, we get diverted into shiny pennies or squirrels or, uh, or, or procrastinate on something. So we need to take a look and check in on our mental focus in how we're showing up in the moment that goes along with our attention. And at a more higher level, a strategic level is, well, what's our strategic objective? What's our strategic focus so that we are focusing on the right things, right? That's why people get caught up in the whole urgency versus importance, and they spend way too much time in what's urgent versus what's important because they're not having that balance of these three elements of focus. I want to go back. I'm right. I'm writing feverishly, and if you ever find that there's a <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, a lull in the discussion is because Chris and I are both uh, very good note takers. Let, let me rephrase that. Chris and I are, are write a lot of notes, and he's a much better note taker than I am. I, I squirrel a little bit when I when I take notes, but I digress with that. Uh, urgency versus importance. Um, I think that's a key piece. But before we go before we get into that, I'm going to go back to what you said about uh, mental focus and and self sabotaging, and your energy can come through mm. and be picked up by other people before you even begin your event, before you oh, yeah. begin your speech. And so you set a foundation for the wrong thing. 
and it's hard to recapitalize on the right thing. So I just wanted to reiterate that what you said is important. When you walk in, when you show up, you have to be in the right mindset because that energy is actually being you know, expended out to your environment. People are picking up on that, whether they believe that or not, whether they have experience and see it that way or not. They're actually reacting to what you're giving off, if you will. And Absolutely. so showing up and being prepared is key. Uh, urgency versus importance. Explain that a little bit more. Well, you know, Stephen Covey created, or I think it was, uh, it was called the Eisenhower Matrix. You know, the matrix of mm -hmm. where he says the different quadrants, and you've got the um, important and urgent. You've got the not important and urgent, right? The different, the different sure. uh, 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 parts of the matrix, and you know, the one that drives our business and gets us moves the needle, so to speak, is the one where it's important but not urgent, right? That's that, that upper right-hand right quadrant there. And that's what drives our business. So we need to be looking at, you know, how we can eliminate or delegate or automate some of those other things so that we can create more time for ourselves. It's, it's creating leverage. When we create leverage, and that's why they talk about delegation and systemization and those types of things because they help us to create leverage to get more time so that we can think more strategically and do the things that are more strategic in our business. And that's where most business owners, especially entrepreneurs who are wearing lots of hats, uh, they get caught up in the urgent. Okay, so if I hear you correctly, what you're talking about is um, really good delegation on the things that other people have the mastery to do so that you, if you can delegate that to them in some way, shape, or form, you can focus on the key things that are important to your mission and moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Maybe they're not as, maybe you could do it better, but maybe it doesn't require your skill level. Maybe, maybe you're looking for the perfectionist side of things and, mm -hmm. and the control aspect, whereas an 80% solution is just fine. It's just fine. That's that's a big key. I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs feel that they have to have all a finger in all the reins. It's like having 27 <laughs> horses out front, and I have to have 27 reins. Well, that's really not the case. You drive the two up front. You let the, the, the rest of the team then follow pursuit. But giving up, it sounds like a lot of people have a hard time giving up the reins. But it's important to give up some of those reins. You're not giving. You're not giving up the direction. You're giving up the the, the task oriented piece of it. If I'm understanding you correctly, right. And if you spend too much time on the things that that aren't necessary for you, you're you're speaking of giving up. You're giving up the opportunity to grow and do the things that that move things. And and there are ways to still be in control. And yet delegate it, right? So that's why you mm -hmm. create checklists and standards and things like that so that you can say to people, okay, this is the standard we're working towards. Here's some tools to help you. Here's some training, right? And so it can give you peace of mind so you can say, okay, I'm perfectly okay to hand that over to someone. I mean, McDonald's, they, you know, I don't necessarily eat their hamburgers, but they are process geniuses. They created a process that didn't require any skilled expertise because they they provided uh you know step by step is how it's done and then you can guarantee that the same i i hate to use the word quality but the same standard <laughs> is is delivered whether you're in, in a mcdonald's in your home state or outside of the country so you know that's where we want to get to as entrepreneurs our number one priority should be focused on creating leverage for our business so we can create scalability. And 
if if the task that you're doing doesn't have anything to do with that, then you need to look at the percentages of time that you're spending on those urgent things that that are temporarily urgent, right? Other people can can take care of those things, and that's that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you know, listen, I I think you know maybe something you can bring light to, you know, based on. You know, I, I agree with you. Leverage and, and scalability, uh, when you can get mm-hmm. to that point, uh, you know, it's a wonderful place to be. Um, but what what prevents people? And I and I read a little bit in your book about procrastination. You know, what, what in your opinion, why do people procrastinate? What what is the real you know sort of nuts and bolts? Because I think we all fall into that sometimes. But I think for the majority of people getting started or things that are happening, what, what, what's, that, what's that thing that goes on that you can maybe bring light to that can you know, really crush that for people so they get beyond that? Right. Well, you know, again, I'll bring it back to those three points of focus, right, is where are people focused in the moment with their attention, uh, sorry, with their mental focus and with their strategic focus. So let's start at the top with strategic focus. Uh, sometimes people procrastinate because they don't have clarity as to what and why they're doing what they're doing. So they're not really connected with the higher level purpose. And so it's a menial, you know, annoying little task versus a critical task that makes you one step closer to that thing that makes a difference in the world or a difference for somebody's life, right? So mm-hmm. strategically getting getting that piece of, of the focus in line. Mentally, you know, where is their self-talk? Are they telling themselves that this is the worst thing, you know, that they could do? Uh, are they uh, focused on or even unconsciously, they might be fear of the success. So their mental focus is being taken away because of, of, of fear, right? And that, that's one of the big things that, you know, maybe it's fear of judgment. So uh, in, in the quality that they're going to deliver or whatever it is. So there could be some uh, conscious or unconscious mental shifts that are going on there that keep people from doing it. And then the attention side is when when we are not strategically connected, right? It's so easy to be taken off track. I mean, if you think about it, and I'm going to take something more extreme, but when we have, you know, we, we sent a man to the moon. All the things that we did in order to do that and when somebody's on a space mission and they have a problem, I mean, you get those problem solvers, they're not being distracted by something else that's going on. They've got 10 minutes to figure out how this person can get back onto the air system so that they can live. Everything else goes away. When you have a really strong strategic focus, everything else can go away because you're very, very clear on what it is you need to do and why it's important. And that also then helps to connect that mental side so that in the moment you're asking yourself, what do I need to do next? Or you're laying out, you know, if it's something really big, that you're breaking it down into pieces and then looking at, well, what's the process that I need to take so that in the moment you're looking at how do I do this, right, and how you show up for it. So it's not really how I describe it in the book, but because we're talking about focus, I wanted to bring it back to those three points of focus. Yeah, appreciate that. People can procrastinate for a lot of different reasons, but when we use that as a resource, these three different types of focus, then actually it can uh, break break up that that procrastination and give us the next step. I love it. And uh, 
you said something really cool, strategic focus in the moment and everything else can go away. Uh, you know, there's a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of things that can take our attention. You know, right. the, the squirrel, you know, we call it the squirrel effect, right? right? And something happens and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it pulls our attention from that. What, what is something you can, you know, maybe help people with that if that's the case and they're having some struggle around, um, you know, putting everything else away, what, what would you say, or better yet, what do you do in, in circumstances where you've got strategic focus in that moment? Right. Well, one of the key things is, you know, we have to be proactive. I mean, yeah, if you allow yourself to let anything in, then, then you're going to get distracted, right? If you leave all your bells and whistles, if your phone is on and you're looking at it, right, you need to, I mean, you can use all the excuses in the world, but at the end of the day, probably 85 to 90% of the things that distract you are things that you allow to distract you. Yeah. So I put my phone away. Uh, my phone is on silent. I don't have anything popping up on my screen or, or anything like that. I choose an environment that's going to best suit me. So sometimes it's not in my office. Sometimes if I'm getting creative or else, and sometimes it's in a coffee shop. Sometimes, you know, it's on my kitchen table where I can spread everything out. So it's looking for what's the best environment that's going to, to support me. Um, making sure that I also take the necessary breaks that, that I need so that I don't get caught up in, you know, um, that I don't slow down. Sure. But sometimes that, you know, the longer you sit, the slower you work. So uh, those those types of things. Uh, like a space repetition, you know, for that break and, and mm-hmm. so that you can stay creative. And I, I agree with you. Environments can stimulate. You know, one for me is, you know, uh, first thing in the morning going for a walk on the beach. It helps me, um, you know, just take in the, 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 the scene, the nature. Um, whatever's happening, you know, at that moment, and it's usually fairly early, so it's just me and nature, really, and uh, there's no one really around. So that environment stimulates me to write some goals out and some ideas and, you know, lets it flow. But then other times I need to get in my office, like you said, and just spread everything out on a big, you know, wall and just, you know, be like um, in my mind, if you want, and, you know, use sticky notes and all of that stuff that uh, help me in, in certain things that I'm trying to mm-hmm. accomplish. Uh, but I agree. Uh, if you allow it, it's going to happen, and and you know people need to realize they've got to you know separate uh, completely uh, when you're in that you know modality of 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 working on something so that you can stay and remain focused to get it done. Right. So I appreciate. And sometimes I cancel everything. Like I'll look at my schedule and I'll say, you know what, I need to have eight hours to focus on this and therefore I'm canceling everything that I have. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't cancel us today. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I'm glad we made you your, your target list today. That's right. awesome. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that she's strategically focused on this show right now. So, uh, that's awesome. Thank you for, uh, thank you for giving some insight to that because I think people struggle with it. I think it's a natural thing to struggle with when you, uh, you know, first getting, you know, used to that. And if you're not used to it, it could be something that's difficult. Um, but if you get some help, uh, like you as being a coach and like you being here right now and can really get into the mind and give them some, you know, feedback because a lot of time people have their nose pressed up against the picture. They can't see the whole picture, but if you have a coach like you, Penny, um, you can help them stand back a little bit, stand back a little bit more, 
And then they can see what's going on because you're giving them a completely different perspective on right. what they're involved in every day. And, and a lot of times people have those answers themselves. They just, you know, choose to ignore them. They allow, like you said, things to come up and excuses to happen and, uh, and they don't get really productive, but, um, fantastic. Uh, I, you know, we usually like to read the books, um, of, uh, you know, all our guests and we certainly will with yours. Um, but I had a chance to dive in and, uh, and look on, and I love Amazon cause you can look under the cover, but I uh, get a good chance to uh, get some perspective on, on what we're going to read, but I'm going to read your book cause uh, I know I'm going to learn a few things and I'm certainly learning a lot because Alan, I don't know about you, but I already have like, you know, three pages of uh, really great notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, as do I. Yeah. And, 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 and how perfect I, I believe, you know, audience, uh, as you're writing out things, you're here for a reason. You're listening to this for a reason. There's things going on that Penny's actually touching on I know that because she's touching on that for me she's touching on that for Alan in our own little ways things that we need to get done and uh, really appreciate that Penny you're really giving some great insight thank you very much for uh, giving us those points and um, I know that uh, everybody here today and who's going to listen in, in, in the near future to this podcast show that um, you know you're going to get tons of information now Penny you do, uh, you do quite a few things. I mean, I know you're a speaker. Um, you put on some events. Uh, tell us some, you know, some things around that. And, and I'd like to dive into your book because you, know, you wrote the book, how long it took, because it, it was always interesting to see what happens. Right. <laughs> because, what somebody's process right. is. I still have hair. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know all about that. I do, I do have a little bit of hair on my, on my head as well. But um, tell, tell us. Uh, I don't. Let's... Sorry. <laughs> going away real quick that's why i said that alan (laughs) yeah i figured as much (laughs) uh but uh take us you know through that uh perspective of working with you and what they can expect um because i i think you're fascinating and you got so many great things to share thank you thank you well you know uh you asked about my my speaking so a lot of times that's the way that i start out working with people they bring me in for a keynote or a workshop and say, you know, how can you, you know, inject some some energy, some some new productive ideas for us? And uh, I like to keep things fun too. So I do, you know, I do fun little exercises that, as we're learning, we're also having fun because I think that's an important thing. Obviously, you guys think that's important too because your show is really good, so. <laughs> yes, uh, and, very and important. I, yeah, and I, I don't I don't do as many public events like I. I uh, maybe for large associations and things like that. A lot of times people have me come into their organization. So, but I am doing, uh, I'm going to be at the Society of HR Managers annual uh, conference that's in uh, in June. I'm doing uh, a couple of workshops there. So that's that's going to be pretty exciting. I think they said there's going to be like 20,000 people there. What? So. Nice. Really, Good for you. Really fun, uh, for fun sure. area. And, uh, you know, and, and you, you asked about the book. You know, you know, everybody's a different process how they come to the book. I actually am very fortunate in the way that my book came together and I was able to write it in, in as little as six months, which for a book of that size and that content, I think is pretty fast. It is. I've heard. For sure. Uh, and I, and it, I was able to do that because over the years, I created this, this system, what I call the P10 Productivity Accelerator. And now that's my new title. I'm a Productivity Accelerator. Just accelerator. So you know. I love that. And, nice. and, I'm, and I, you know, I'm building up coaches that are also productivity accelerators. So through this program, I go through the 10 core drivers that are in the book. So I've been working with these 10 core drivers with clients all over the world for the last, whatever, four or five years. And so I 
it, it came together pretty easily because each chapter is more or less one of the drivers, right? Yeah, make, <laughs> so makes sense. It, it made it a little bit easier in terms of structure because sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is decide how do I structure all this information and content that I have. Sure. And, uh, and, and one of the kickoff things that I have is an assessment because that's when we go back to the idea of time management productivity, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this, and, and as we said, people, people have got loads of books collecting dust on their shelf, right? Because uh, we don't do what we know. It's a question of getting consistency. And so in the area of time management and productivity, there's, there's not really a tool to help with the consistency. And so I created this assessment so that it would provide that accountability, that consistency. So you take it first for a baseline and then every week you come back to do it, which circles you back around in your mindset to continually come back to the 10 core drivers that get you thinking strategically in what you're focusing on. So, you know, and by consistently coming back to it and measuring it, as you know, in sales, when you consistently measure it and focus on it, you're, you're getting results in those areas because that's where you're putting your attention. Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. I think a lot of people don't track their results and they don't track. They, they'll use a, a recipe, but they won't track anything. And I think you have to track everything that you're doing so that you can evaluate it based on one, where you're headed, and two, are you getting the kind of results you want from the work that you're doing right. and not wait until you're done to do that. Right. Well, because how do you know you're closing the gap? Change right. doesn't mean growth. Just because you're changing something doesn't mean that you're really growing and getting the, the benefits out of it. Uh, so yeah, by I find that when you track things, even in sales or anything, that you actually get so much more clarity as the gap, and the gap is usually bigger than we think until we start to measure it. I love it, and exactly, and I love that point you made: is change doesn't mean doesn't growing. Doesn't mean growth. <laughs> yeah. um, and keeping score, I call it, uh, is very important. And 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 looking back and and saying, okay, did I move the needle? Um, because a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of people, if they don't pay attention, are actually moving the needle backwards. You know, it doesn't mean they're moving it forward, even though right. they may be, need, you know, moving the needle. And, and that's very important to, uh, to outline. Now, you wrote the book. And, you know, it's funny. You're using all the frameworks from what you teach. You wrote the book in frameworks. And then you're teaching what you wrote now uh, as you go out there and, and, and build this productivity accelerator. And, and why, how wonderful. I mean, that's, that's an amazing way to do things because at the end of the day, you become very focused, to your point, about this show, about what you can deliver out there and help other people you know, with this, with this area that's so important in their life called productivity and being protective um, towards the things they really want in their lives. Mm-hmm. I want to make an extra point to that uh, because, you know, a lot of times when we think of it, it helps us increase our productivity. But one of the things that I talk a lot about with is because you said it's so important is coping, coping with stress, right? Because stress is the number one killer of our productivity. And so a lot of uh, the core drivers that relate around energy are also ways that we can help to transform and cope with stress because it is a major problem today. I mean, people feel more and more stress than ever. The World Health Organization has declared stress a worldwide epidemic. And and we see that in, you know, uh, young people, right? Teenagers, the teenage suicide rate is increasing at an alarming rate. So we really do need to have better, uh, let's say, uh, maybe not better, but but tools that are working for us today that are going to help us to get that consistency so that we can cope and create better, happier lives for ourselves. 
Yeah, I think a lot of I, I, I'm going to jump in here real quick, Chris. Sorry if I cut no, you off. It's all good. Um, actually, I'm not that sorry because I did jump in. <laughs> um, <laughs> talking about coping with stress. Stress, I think, is um, and uh, coming from somebody that's had a lot of heart conditions and a, a lot of surgeries and a lot of death experiences, and and stress, I think, for a lot of people is the anticipation of what could go wrong down the road what's right. possible to see but it's not necessarily something that's happening right now stress has an occurred stress as it's designed is around an environment that hasn't occurred yet yeah absolutely so, how, so how, do we, how do we make that mindset change from anticipating a bad result to putting it towards a positive outcome in something we're doing now all right, I'm going to blow your mind right here because okay, we're getting really mind, deep. Which really isn't hard to do, but you go for <laughs> it. Because we're getting really deep, right? So my philosophy and what I've learned, and, and I highly recommend uh, that people read the book um, The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. Uh, because when I read it, I was like, that's exactly what I teach and what I believe. So there's, And I learned so much uh, in addition from, from that book. It's really... Stress comes from the meaning that we give any situation or event. Because if you think about it, any time that we are having an experience, the first thing that goes on in, in our head is a question that we ask ourselves unconsciously in the moment, what does this mean? And if we take the first meaning, often it, uh, it can be a, an unempowering, right? Maybe the ants, cans, and butts take over and, uh, and, and leave us... <laughs> <laughs> and leave us with a, with a, with a non-empowering meaning, right? And so it's the meaning that we give it in the moment. And the cool thing is, is we have the choice. Once we recognize that we have the choice yeah, and that we can shift the meaning in the moment that we give it. So we reframe it and we say, let's say the meaning somebody, uh, my boss yelled at me this morning and uh, I give it the meaning I'm going to be fired. And I start to get stressed because I think I'm going to be fired because they yelled at me. And then I can ask that question a couple more times and focus on the four core drivers of, of what I believe make up uh, our, our energy and our psychology. Uh, and if we ask ourselves that question again, we get perspective. By asking the same question multiple times, it takes us out of the emotional state that we start out in and move us into giving us more access to our um, executive function in our brain. So now we're able to say, well, what else could this mean? Well, it could mean that he had a fight with his spouse in the morning and that's why he's grumpy, right? It could mean that he had another idea of what he was looking for. And it, so, you know, once we start asking that question over and over, we get different answers and then we can decide which is the most empowering one that I want to choose in this moment, right? So I can just get curious and ask some questions instead of assuming that I'm going to get fired and that. So it, it goes into like much more depth and I, I get into that, you know, into, into the different core drivers, but really it's the meaning that we give it that makes, that makes or breaks it. I love that because a lot of times what we do, if I can say this in a different way, is we compartmentalize and we compartmentalize based on our hindsight bias, you know, things we learned in the past. And so we, we, we see a result, we, we put it up here in this box because that's how we relate to it. And we yeah. give it a title and, 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 and it sits there. But what you're saying is that let's, let's evaluate that. Is that is what we really understand it to be today and right in the moment the real meaning for that? And it doesn't have to be. We don't have to let it sit there and, and, and ferment, if you will, into a bad outcome. 
Ferment is a great word because we have, uh, that's a great, uh, you know, I'm taking a lot of notes here too. Um, <laughs> Can I take a note on my own note? Is that, is that a... on, yeah, absolutely. Notes on top of notes on tops of notes. So it, it does ferment. And, and the point I, I saw a study, and I think I misquoted it in my book because I recently saw that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. I think I underestimated that on the first study that I saw. 60,000 thoughts a day. And here's the cool thing about the fermentation. Only 5% of those thoughts are new. Wow. So, right? You put it in that bucket, you create that story, and you keep repeating that story to yourself. It keeps, and it, and it creates that fermentation process. Amazing. Or, or you could say it's like formaldehyde. It keeps that alive. That It keeps it preserved the way that it was. <laughs> Why do we do that? You think, is, it, uh, is, that, is that a comfort? Is that self-comforting or, or self-protection? Uh, uh I don't know uh, physiologically why we why we do that, but I, I do believe that it is uh, it is that protection. It's it's the comfort level, right? Is we just uh, it, it's because it's unconscious. It's that part of our brain. I forget what they call it, the reptilian brain or whatever that is you know just reactive. Right. That's yeah, our alligator brain that just yeah eats it. Yeah. And and so that's why is because it's it's that emotional part that just keeps you know wallowing in itself this is awesome content and and some really great information and we're coming time to uh where we call it the bold rapid rapid bold insight so we're going to get some questions but i'll give you a perspective i've been listening in and um you know a lot of i I, i've been a sales guy for all of my life and i remember at the beginning um you know especially when you're building your confidence around sales is you're coming up with reasons people aren't calling you back and (laughs) Uh, you know, it's automatically going to, you know, sort of the negative if you want and, and looking at, you know, reasons why perhaps, um, you know, they didn't like you, they didn't like, you know, some things that you did or you said, and then you start, you know, analyzing and, and it's a natural thing to do. But over time, you know, I learned and this is how I was able to, you know, really make a, a huge uh, impact in, in my financial position when I got really good at this is, I, I basically shifted focus into, you know, absolutely I delivered. And if it doesn't happen for whatever reason, it just means something bigger and better is coming my way. And I've just got to get excited about that. And my coach always told me, crack the champagne if something goes wrong, because <laughs> it just means something better is coming your way. So I'm, I say, you know, folks, listen, I know stress can be very difficult to deal with, but there's great ways. And, and I know your book talks about some of that stuff. So go pick up Penny's book. Uh, you can grab it on Amazon. It's an awesome uh, name and title. You can find it very quickly. Uh, it is called the productivity zone and, uh, stop the tug of war with time. I love that, you know, and, and let's start focusing more on the energy in the moment. And that's such a great way to put it. So thanks Penny for sharing all the insight. Uh, where can people go? Uh, first of all, to find you work with you, buy your stuff, buy your book, go to your course, whatever it is you offer. Where's the best place? Right. Well, uh, I have where they can pick up the assessment and some other resources is a site uh, called P10. So P as in productivity, 10 is in the number, app.com. So that's p10app.com. And uh, also they can get me at uh, pennyzanker360.com. That's uh, uh, where I have more clips on uh, events that I've done, uh, cl- uh, feedback from audiences and, and things like that where they can see some of the 
the work that I do in, in that context for speaking. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So you heard it, folks. Go to p10app.com and then pennyzenker360.com to get connected. And I'm sure you're all over social media. In fact, I know you are all over social media. Uh, but let's get into Raps and Bold Insight. Right. Alan, you ready to do this? Uh, Penny, are you, are you ready for this? Ready, rapid. Okay, cool. let's let's rock and roll. <laughs> let's roll, Alan. Um, you're uh, you'll you'll take uh, the the one bold move we'll leave everybody okay. with, and then that's uh, fine. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up. I, I can't believe how fast these shows go. But it's, yeah, man, I saw the time. It's actually zipping by, right? Zipping by. But that's what happens when it's great stuff. And you know, listen, Penny. Before we get into the rapid bold insight, will you come back later this year and and share some more inf- information? I'd love to. This is fun. I, anytime. Awesome. I promise I won't cancel too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we won't be something where you're, you, you've got to deal with some things and, and just get canceled out. So let's get into it. What book do you recommend? I'm going to bring up the same book, uh, which is Kelly McGonigal's The Upside of Stress. It's an extremely powerful book uh, on, on that. And I'll give you one more, which is the, the Power of Full Engagement, which is also around the idea of energy management in a sports-related and business context. I love it. Thank you. What do you do for fun? Well, I like to mountain bike. I like to be on my bike. Beautiful. I love mountain biking as well. I've done it a lot in my life. What piece of technology has helped you in your business the most? What can you share with people? Uh, what type of technology? So I would say Evernote is my, is my favorite mm. all encompassing tool, uh, because I can do so much with it and, like uh, follow up CC is, is a great way to get stuff, uh, out of your inbox and have it sent back to you when you need it. So oh, I love that. That's love cool. That's, that's, that's I like cool. that. Thanks for sharing that. That sounds like a, a wonderful one. I actually didn't know about what oh, quote has mo- the most impact on you. You know, I, I think it's it's Darwin's quote, and I've used this on my website uh, several times as I've had different iterations, and that's where he says it, it's not the strongest that survive, it's the most adaptable. Uh, I love it. What's your next bold move? Well, my next bold move is I am looking to get 1 million people onto my P10 Productivity Accelerator assessment platform so that I can help people really gain more consistency and deal with the idea of coping with stress and at the same time creating more productivity. So it's one million people on my platform. That's, one my, that's my goal. Million. One, one million. million. One million. million. I love that. We are going to help you with that. Uh, yes, we are. Because we are going to drive this and that's you know very um, uh, possible with the amount of people that we're surrounded with. I mean, you're now part of the alumni. We have a fantastic group of people and we can spread that message and we can help you with that. So one million people. And obviously we both know that there's, uh, there's, um, you know, there's a swelling effect from that as well, because if you affect a million, then they're going to affect people Mm -hmm. in their lives. And it's just going to naturally grow to even bigger than one million. But you started that role ripple, ripple effect, if you want. Exactly. Thanks for giving us the rapid, bold insight. So you heard it here, folks, that, um, you know, uh, productivity, someone who's really rocking it out, has built some, uh, uh, you know, fantastic business, is building another fantastic business that's helping others. And these are some of the things that she, she does. I mean, we got a good insight to, uh, you know, what she does for fun, what she can recommend as technology to help you, and, uh, and what her next bold move is. And I love that bold move. Alan. Hate to say it, 
but take us away, my friend. It's that time. Penny, one bold move that you would recommend for our audience. Well, I'm going to relate it to my quote that I said it's about flexibility. So I want people to really look at, you know, where and how flexible they are in, in bringing about change and growth in their life. So uh, in, in bringing on new perspectives and, and looking at the things that we talked about today, what, what are they going to do to implement this into their life uh, starting today? Super. A little bit of accountability in there. I like that. I'm a coach. What can I say? There you go. <laughs> accountability. Mark it down. Make the change and uh, track your results. Well done. Thank you, Penny. What a great uh, great testament to your profession and some uh, really great content for the listeners today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Penny. Thank you. Uh, you've been fantastic. Great insight and you know, such an inspiring uh, person to listen to, to learn from. Um, I can't wait to uh, even get to you know somewhere where we can watch you in action, and uh, we're still uh, we're going to figure that out absolutely. So thanks again for being part of our show. Thanks for teaching, and um, Alan, always a pleasure working with you, my friend. Uh, great questions, great insight, and to the audience, you guys are amazing. Come to info at thinkbold, be bold. Dot com and let us know what you're looking for, what you've learned. Uh, you know, certainly if you need anything from Penny, we can get in contact with her outside of you know all the dot uh, uh, com she uh, has provided today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's something specific, um, you know, please let us know. And as well, just leave us some ratings. Uh, come to iTunes and uh, stay tuned for some uh, you know more amazing guests and some more insight that we're going to be bringing um, everybody out there. Penny, you're an amazing person. Thank you for being who you are. And thank you for crushing it out there and doing some amazing things with people. Well, thank you guys. I, you, you guys never get people to tell you how awesome <laughs> you are. What you're doing, such amazing work, and you bring on you know really great guests and great content. And uh, so I just want to thank you for doing what you do. You you guys really you rock. Thank you. <laughs> we rock. That's awesome. You heard it from the productivity accelerator herself. Penny Zanker. Penny, thanks so much for being on the show. Chris, as usual, it's fantastic. I love you, my friend. We're having a great time. We're bringing a lot of uh, great information to our audience, and we feel very privileged. So with that, why don't you round us out? Right back at you, my friend. Penny, have a great day. Audience, you guys rock, as Penny said. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.